this episode of Sowing the Seed of the Kingdom, Sharon Herlow explores two stories from the Bible, God revealing his glory to Moses and Jesus opening the eyes of the blind beggar Bartimaeus. And she encourages us to reach out to God and seek his presence in our lives. My question to you this morning is, are your eyes open to God's glory this morning? Are your eyes open? Open our eyes, O Lord, we pray. Enlighten heart and mind that as we read your word today, we may its treasures find. Open our ears, that small and still your voice be clearly heard, to guide our steps and cleanse our will according to your word. Our first reading this morning is from the Old Testament, the second book. It's from Exodus chapter 33, starting to read at verse 12. It's headed, Moses and the glory of the Lord. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me lead these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people, unless you go with us. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. 
I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face. For no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back. But my face must not be seen. The book of Exodus is littered full of stories about the presence of God. From Moses seeing God in the burning bush to when the glory of God descended into the camp and filled the tabernacle. The presence of the glory of God in the camp of Israel was a necessity for them. It identified Israel as the people of God, and it set them apart from other nations. Now, Moses knew God. He had seen God in that burning bush. He had seen and he had recognized God's voice. And he will recognize God's presence many, many times. When Moses had led the people out of Egypt, it was God's presence that led them through the wilderness. A pillar of cloud to guide them on their way by day and by night, a pillar of fire to give them light. The pillars of cloud and fire never left the people. The pillars of cloud and fire led and guided the people. All they needed to do was focus on, to look at and to follow the pillars. God was with them. And there was the time that Moses went up the mountain to meet God to receive the Ten Commandments. He fasted and he prayed in the presence of God for 80 days and it changed Moses. It would change anyone. In time spent with God, he had seen a glimpse of God's glory. So much so that we're told his face shone. A really deep relationship formed. The Bible tells us that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. But not so with the people at the base of the mountain. With Moses gone for so long, 
they had taken their eyes off of what was important and decided to build for themselves golden idols to worship. Can you imagine the disappointment, the rage even, of Moses when he sees that the people were so easily distracted, following the ways of the world after all God had done for them? When the world was closing in, Moses knew where to look. Our Old Testament reading finds Moses back up the mountain, seeking the face of God. And it is here that Moses asks God for a sight of his glorious presence. And this isn't because Moses doubts that God is there. He knows that to be true. But rather because he needs a personal reassurance from God. He wants more of God. He wants to fix his eyes, not on what he's seen down the mountain, but on that which is pure and honourable and lovely and worthy of praise, as we're told in Philippians. Moses was granted his desire and was blessed in seeing God pass by. Our second reading is taken from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. In our gospel reading, we witness that it is Jesus who's passing by. The glory of God came to earth. And instead of Moses wanting to see God, we hear of Bartimaeus wanting to see Jesus. Jesus and his disciples 
arrive in Jericho on their way to Jerusalem. The last time Jesus would make the journey to Jerusalem in his life. And it is here that Jesus has an encounter with a blind man. Bartimaeus couldn't see Jesus, but he had heard about him. The Bible says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth passing by, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now on hearing his shouts, Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man answers, Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus knows that Bartimaeus is blind. So this is a strange question with an obvious answer, isn't it? But do you remember that Jesus asked a similar question to the paralyzed man who lay every day by the pool, by the pool of Bethesda? Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Bartimaeus had a pretty simple life. He had grown used to and accustomed to sitting beside the roads and accepting handouts. But here, Jesus gave Bartimaeus a choice. He asked him that question because he wanted Bartimaeus to admit, admit his need and to confess that he actually believed that Jesus could change his life. Bartimaeus was not only blind, he was a beggar. Every day he sat beside the road, holding out his hand and asking for money. Blind Bartimaeus couldn't see, but as with many blind people, he probably had a very keen sense of hearing. And on the day described in our text, he could tell from the sounds of the crowd that something unusual was happening. He turned and he asked someone, what's going on? And over the humdrum of the mob, he heard Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Perhaps he had heard about how Jesus healed people even restored sight to some. And even though Bartimaeus couldn't see Jesus in person, based on what he had heard in that moment, in that split second, he believed. He didn't just believe that Jesus was in his city. He believed Jesus had the power to change his future. The eyes of his heart, his spiritual eyes, were very much open, even though at that point, his physical eyes were not. 
he saw who Jesus was. He believed before he saw any proof. That's faith. And so he shouted. He shouted because his life depended on getting into this man's presence. The crowd tried to silence him, tried to stop him getting close. But like Moses, when the world started closing in, Bartimaeus would not be deterred. He knew where to look. When Jesus called him, the Bible says he cast his cloak aside and jumped to his feet. That was his beggar's cloak. That would often have had pockets on the inside so that the beggar could put aside and hide away the food and the money that they'd been given. That was his security blanket. That was his life. It was his identity. But he tossed it away. He tossed away his past and he ran to Jesus. The only thing he brought to Jesus that day was his need of him. Jesus gave Bartimaeus a new identity and a new purpose for living. Just as knowledge of the presence of the glory of God was so important to the people of God in the Old Testament and gave them identity, so too here, in the presence of and in the hands of Jesus, a new perspective emerges. For Bartimaeus, things are seen in a new light and a new hope is found. And you know, God is still asking. He's asking each one of us. What do you want me to do for you? And my question is, do we want to see? Even when we are blessed in recognizing God, just like Moses, we never quite get the full picture. Moses did not see God fully. And we too see only in part. We see as if in a mirror dimly, we are told in the Bible. But Moses only saw in part, but it was enough. And it was enough to keep him looking in the right direction. It was enough to make him want more. And having been touched by God, Moses' face shone and Bartimaeus leapt up and followed Christ. I wonder when people see us, if they know that we've been in the presence of God. Do we 
influence others with our testimonies of God meeting with us, showing himself to us. When we think about how we support each other as Christians, we can so often focus on giving kindly advice or practical help. But the Bible shows us that one of the most affirming and valuable things that we can do is to point out signs of God's presence in our lives and in the world. Paul, the author of so many amazing Bible books, was like a field officer. He actively searched for signs that the Holy Spirit was at work in our churches and in us, God's people, affirming our identity and setting us apart for God. Moses told God that he did not want to go one more step. He did not want to budge unless he knew that God would be walking alongside him. Unless God kept revealing himself to him. And with joy, Paul discovers such signs of God bringing renewal and change in the life of many. May God open our eyes and our hearts so that we too can start our own scavenger hunt for signs of God's presence, even in these difficult days. May God open our eyes and our hearts to want more of him so that others see in us his presence. And may we be able to offer words of encouragement and affirmation and words of thanks as we follow where he leads us. Amen.
from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved.